0: Three of the Bill Michaels show. Good to have you today. Yesterday's win, 31 28 in overtime, is Mason Crosby. And I want to talk about that too. But as he splits the uprights to give the Green Bay Packers an improbable win over the Dallas Cowboys, Packers go to four and six, Cowboys go to six and three. Packers listed now as ninth ninth right now when it comes to the standings in the nfc ninth they've got quite a few teams that they still would have to you know leapfrog obviously the green bay packers behind washington san francisco dallas new york tampa bay so they've got a ways to go before they climb back into this thing so First of all, let me go back to what my statement was about Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby on the seasons missed two kicks. I think three. I think that that long one yesterday gave him his third kick missed, I think. Um, I could be wrong, but I think. And the thing with Mason Crosby is last year it was, you know, just bad. Bad process, bad holds, bad snaps, the whole thing. Yesterday, uh, on the one he did miss, it was a low snap. It was almost kind of a skitter. But uh, Pat O'Donnell has been really good in in placeholding. Not to mention as a punter, but in place holding in general. But to get that game-winning kick and Mason Crosby being, you know, I I don't want to say mobbed, but basically congratulated yesterday on splitting the uprights. You talk about a good feel for where the season was last year, his personal season. To where it is this year, that, that's, you know, you had to feel good for Mason Crosby. You felt good for the win, don't get me wrong. But you had to feel good for Mason Crosby yesterday. So that I was happy about. Uh, the second aspect of this is that it's a win. It's a, a, a you take it. It's a good win. Um, but it's not the season. You know what I mean? It's not the season. Uh, by the way, um, Mason that was his third miss of the season. He has missed he is perfect from uh, 20 to 29 yards and in. He is perfect from 30 to 39 yards and in. He is uh, one for two for between 40 to 49 yards and he hasn't made one this season beyond 50, okay? So I kind of thought maybe like 52, 53 is probably his max. Yesterday, it just it fell woefully short. But for where he is, from uh, 40 yards and in, he is 8 for 8 on the season. From 40 yards and in, he is 8 for 8 on the season. So not a bad way to go for Mason Crosby, right? From 40 yards and in. And from 49 yards and in, uh, he is uh, 9 for 12, or uh, excuse me, uh, 11 for 12. So a, a good year overall for Mason Crosby. But to get the winner, that was nice. That, that's, that was nice. I appreciated that. Uh, but yesterday's win was a win. It was a good win. It was a, oh, by the way. This is the way this team can play, and hopefully they continue to morph. Now, here's where you dare to dream a little bit. Let's just say they get the win on Thursday, right? Let's just kind of foreshadow here. They get a win over Tennessee on Thursday. Then what? Do you start to get healthy in any way, shape, or form? Now, I don't think anybody else is going to be really walking through that door anytime soon. You lose Rashawn Gary, obviously. Devondre Campbell's been banged up. You've got some guys defensively, but then your offense, Romeo Dubs is banged up. You've got uh, Randall Cobb banged up. You know, if you can hang in there, if you can hang in there, get some wins, keep this thing on track, right? Keep this thing on track and then get healthy. Maybe you get healthy at the right time. We all talk about it. You got to be good. But then you got to be lucky, you got to be healthy, and you got to be hot. God knows if they start pushing towards the playoffs, they're going to be hot. But then they're going to be getting healthy at the right time, right? That Eagles game, I that's that's when you circle and you say, "Man, I just I don't I don't think that's going to happen." I still think I and the Vikings, man, that was a kudos to them. Uh, I think Josh Allen is turning into Brett Favre. <laughs> Josh Allen is looking over the middle, looking over the middle, looking over the middle. He wants to gun it into a, a zero-tight window, and he's been picked now in the red zone more often than not. In the red zone, he's getting picked, and yeah, those, are, those are devastating. We know that from last week, watching Aaron Rodgers do it against Detroit. Th- those, those are devastating picks. And then yesterday it happened again when he could have taken the check down and he could have tied the game and or lived to fight another down and chose not to do so and he's he's done that on more than a few occasions this season and to the detriment of wins and losses if he figures that out i mean he's obviously going to be one of the best but now you got Josh Allen throwing some picks and that team looks a little vulnerable so who is the best teams right now with the NFC or with the NFC Philadelphia who I believe are going to win tonight against Washington. Uh, Minnesota, obviously. And then after that, who's the be- Who's the- who's the most dominant team in the NFC? There's no – Seattle? Seattle got beat by Tampa Bay. I thought Seattle would go into Tampa Bay and just put the the heel of their boot right on the throat of Tampa Bay and give them a, a knockout blow. And no, give credit to Tom Brady and company. They come back and get back-to-back wins. The Giants look really good. The Giants look really solid, right? They get yet another. They're 7-2. and two. But Saquon Barkley is their offense. If you don't talk about that guy in the MVP race, boy, who are you going to talk about? Now, the Cowboys have shown vulnerability. The 49ers? 49ers are a good football team, but they're as flawed as... I mean, they're they're 5-4. and four. Then there's Washington and the Packers. Washington? Well, I believe Washington's going to be 4-6 and six tonight. They'll still hold the tiebreaker, though. Over the Packers. Packers lost a bunch of tiebreakers along the way. They'll still hold the tiebreaker over the Packers, but they'll have the same record as the Green Bay Packers. So with that win yesterday, you can still say there's a breath of hope within the Packers organization at this point. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. But that was a good win yesterday just in case there is a tiebreaker to be had at the end of the season with Dallas, and you're looking head-to-head. So you've got you've got that you've got that gasp. You were you were ready to get hit with the paddles, man. They were ready to clear and and pronounce you dead. And you, you gave everybody a little bit of life. So good stuff. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Talk to our buddy L listening to, to us in Philadelphia. L, what's going on, man?
1: Hey, you know I got to call you after a win after
0: all these losses. I call. Oh God, yes, God, yes. Celebrate, man. Enjoy it. Yeah, it
1: feels good to be on the other side for a change. Um, and and it's, it's crazy because we've been saying the same thing for the past what six, seven weeks. Run the ball, establish the run, and everything else will pretty much fall into place. And so I guess somebody finally heard us. And you see how fluid the, the offense looked with doing that. I mean, even with the drops with um, Christian Watson, we were really able to do it with like one and a half receiver out there or two. You might as well say for real, for real. And I'm just—it's just frustrating. Just knowing, like, thinking about all these other games we could have won or that def- were definitely winnable, if they would have stayed with that, uh, you know, with that formula. And I mean, I, I get it. There's times where you fall in, you know, in, in habits of throwing the ball or whatever. But just stay the course, man, and you can easily see what happens. I mean, we really beat a really good football team yesterday. And, and and definitely came back from fourteen, and and with a defense that's made over with different people, you know, putting in and, and replacing other people and whatever. I just, I mean, I'm just proud to see the, you know, the, the job that they did yesterday. But um, I know they come here uh, in a couple weeks, and I won't lie, like if they would have came out yesterday and laid an egg, and if they laid an egg on um, Thursday coming up, I wasn't going to go to the game. I would just want to stay back and watch it. But I'm, I'm still, I might go. Good, <laughs> excellent. Cause it's, yeah, because they, you know, they got they showing some type of fight, you know, they didn't lay down or anything like that. So hopefully we can keep this going, man. and We can keep these uh,
0: these phone conversations positive. So yep, yep. Hopefully it continues to work out. We'll just uh, g- give us at least uh, another breath of life for another ten days that we can remain euphoric that maybe there's a chance. You know? How about that? <laughs> Thank yep you, man. Yep. All right, buddy. Good, good to hear from you. That's our buddy L listening to us in Philadelphia. Good stuff from him. Right back at it. Let's go to Mike listening to us in Rockford, Illinois. Mike, how you doing? My apologies, Mike, not for coming to you first, okay? My apologies.
2: That's okay. okay. Uh, You know, Bill, I I call like it is. Um, I'm excited. They needed to win. I I couldn't see the Packers losing six in a row. And if you go back in history, I don't know when the last time they lost six in a row. Was it when they were under Forrest Greg? I have no idea. But I can't remember the last time the Packers lost six in a row. I just didn't think it was going to happen. I just thought if they have any dignity, they have to They have to find a way to win the game. And they did. They want, But I'll tell you, I watched that third quarter. It was a horrible third quarter. The defense played terrible. Packers defense. And, 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 Bill, this is the thing I want to talk about. You know, Aaron Rodgers finds himself. He went last week from having, against the Lions, probably his worst game as a quarterback for the Packers in his history of playing in the NFL, which is only for the Packers. But he played his worst game in Detroit. He vindicated mm-hmm. himself at 147-point-something QBR rating after this game. So he vindicated himself, uh, which was amazing, which he looks like the only Aaron Rodgers. My my concern, Bill, and, and by the way, if you could just leave me on for two minutes to hear after the revolt, because I don't have uh, any internet today. They're working on the fiber optics outside my house. So I can't. Sure, okay. Uh Then I'll hang up and I'll listen. But I don't understand i'm I'm still concerned about their defense um they shorted up in the fourth quarter but this too many times this year they look really bad and 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 that's and i want to ask you about tennessee now tennessee is not going to be a cakewalk because i think they have a really good head coach they got probably the best running back in the game um if the packers can stuff the box but then i don't know how good their quarterback is and how their wide receivers are i mean i and but they do have a good defense i know the titans have a really good defense so this isn't going to be a cakewalk by any stretch. So I want to hear what you have to say about the Titans game um, come up. And I am just concerned about the Packers' uh, defense going forward and also the fact that their schedule, they can't lose more than two games. If they lose three games, I think they're out. And looking at the schedule, here's the games I see them potentially losing. Thursday night, I hope they won that one. I don't think they got a chance in Philly, and I think they could lose the one in uh, Miami. Aside from that, can they beat the, the uh, you know the 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 I don't know the Vikings might have everything wrapped up by then, and they don't have much to play for. I don't know if that's the case, but uh, yeah, you know that. What do you think? I'll hang up and listen. It's a lot for you to digest. Thanks for no I, no, I appreciate it.
0: No, appreciate it. Hang in there, uh, Ben will put you back on hold. So you you look at this Tennessee team, uh, the teams that are over five hundred, the Giants, the Bills, uh, the Chiefs, they've lost all of those teams. The teams that this Tennessee Tennessee team has beaten has been the Raiders, the Colts twice, the Commanders, the Texans, and the Broncos. So, you know, the old adage is you can only play the teams that are on your docket, okay? It's not like you can go out and just make up your schedule to get a better schedule, to get better wins, so everybody believes in you. The uh, record is what it is, and they're sitting there right now at 6-3, and three, but they haven't beaten a team over five hundred. The Packers just beat a team over 500, which gives you a little bit of life, a little bit of hope to say maybe this team does have something that's a little bit better. Here's the other thing to think about. The reason if I'm going to have to pick the game on, on Thursday night, uh, man, I'm, I'm not going to make a pick yet, but if I have to pick the game, here's one thing to think about. Thursday night teams that travel. Their winning percentage is only like twenty something percent, 24, 26 percent, or something like that. It's like a it's like a ridiculously no, low number. Monday night teams on the road have a better winning percentage than Thursday night teams that have to turn it around and go play another game on the road on a Thursday night after playing on Sunday. So that to me is a check mark in the Packers' favor. The fact that the Packers have been traditionally under Matt Lafleur very good at home. And now the fan base has a rejuvenated life that will bode well coming into Lambeau Field on Thursday night as well. So there's a lot of things to say. Okay, the Packers have the edge over Tennessee again. Tennessee has not beaten a team over 500. Not to say that the Packers are, but the Packers at least have beaten a team over 500, and they've gone toe to toe with teams over 500. Now, the, you know, Tennessee went toe to toe with the Chiefs, and they did that at Arrowhead. They only lost that game twenty seventeen. Uh, they lost on the road against the Bills. They got demolished earlier this year, forty one to seven, and they barely lost to the Giants at home, twenty one twenty. But the only wins that they've had have been the Raiders, the Colts, and the Commanders, and the Texans. It's pretty much and wild well, the Broncos. So that's kind of pretty much it. So I I've got some optimism coming up for Thursday night. Just to let you know, I've got some optimism there eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hope that uh, gives you a little bit a little bit more hope. I guess is the best way to put it. Our friends over uh, Joey and the gang at Albany's Roadhouse. Hey, the uh, the fall and winter months have brought uh, warmer thoughts when it comes to bocce ball leagues, but you're still going to have to bundle up to do it. But they still do it. I give those people credit, man. It's like those pickleballers up the street. They they play pickleball in all weather. They play bocce ball in all weather. Good stuff, man. Big time. They do it over at Joey's Place, right there on Blue Mound Road, next to Menards. Great Italian food on the west side uh, of Waukesha, so stop in and see Joey and his great staff at Albanese's Roadhouse and Dominic Sports Grill. Not to mention, you got some bocce ball tournaments and bocce ball leagues out front. Good, good stuff from our friends at Albanese. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.
3: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Welcome back to the program. Gotta say thanks to our friends at Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews. They have got uh, they've got a tipsy painting party coming up. Only a couple of uh, so so. Listen up. Uh, as they posted on Facebook, come on, ladies, it's going to be a blast. Saturday, November nineteenth, seven o'clock. Uh, they, uh, basically are, they got dancing brushes studio, uh, with a host there. And, uh, it's a widow's weekend. Basically. It's when hunting season begins, excuse me. And, uh, the event includes painting classes and all the supplies, uh, they're going to do a, a, what they call a gnome-tastic canvas. Oh, jeez, More gnomes. Like we need more gnomes, but... They're going to have some wine there, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if, if you're interested in it, by all means, uh, you know, get a hold of them over on Facebook. You can go to boondocksbbqs.com, boondocksbbqs, boondocksbbqs.com, and, uh, or just call them, 262-727-7255. Get a hold of Tom or Stacy or anybody over there and get signed up for that. But they got a lot of great food, and it's a great place to go and watch the game. They do ice-cold tappers, dollar-off on Sunday fun days. they got another one coming up uh, on uh, Thursday night. they got pregame parties and such. So a lot of good stuff from our friends over at Boondocks. And uh, it's just a great place out in Oconomowoc, so get a hold of them for sure. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free. Go ahead and do so again, 877-867-1670. And uh, you can hit us up over on... uh, in many different facets for that matter on Twitter on Facebook on the old fashioned way of via email if you want to do that you can do that as well so uh plenty of places to to find the program and to to find us so good stuff uh j- hey just a, a a quick one um the titans have been a banged-up football team. Titans are routinely down seven starters, ranked 32nd in yards per drive, and have gained more yards than their opponent only once this year. So when you talk, that's from Greg Rosenthal. So when you talk about another reason to maybe have some hope coming up this uh, Thursday night that the Packers can continue, you know, back on the right track, so to speak, there you go. It's just another reason. Uh, Let's go back to the phone calls. Let's talk to Mike listening to us in Cudahy. Mike, welcome to the program, man. What's going on?
4: Bill, I'll tell you what—it's so refreshing to have a manic Monday be a winning Monday, right? Um, I'm, a, I'm a cup, I'm a cup half full, Bill. I'm going to give you two quick points here before I let you go, or you let me go. Uh, one is we got a small taste of what all our opponents in our division have had the last thirty years because since we're so spoiled, um, we're spoiled. we you know. <laughs> the other point is this: the, the winning seasons the Packers have had, thirteen wins plus. We haven't done anything in the playoffs. This is an eerie feeling that I'm getting, Bill, this year because the Magic Harper ride we had in, what, 2010, uh, wild card team, backs against the wall, one and done, or just go all the way, basically, is what we did. And, you know, I don't know what it is, but every time we're slated to win, we don't. And Every time somebody counts us out, they run the table. Now, I'm not going to say that the Packers are going to run the table, but... It's just an eerie feeling that I have, kind of similar to 2010. It's a whole different team, whole different circumstances, scenarios, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I think that we have a very good chance, just like anybody else. There's so much parity in this league. There's not really anybody that's head and shoulders above the rest. So all I have to say is I'm glad that we've had 30-plus years and we haven't suffered a tenth as bad as our opponents have this little skid we had they've been all the other teams have been suffering that over 30 years in our division that that was my point
0: no i i completely agree i i look at it this way that this team for i it, you're first of all you're right about this being a monday where it's <laughs> today we could have been talking about the end of the season you know today could have been that day where we came in and said Exactly what we thought was going to happen happened, and they just don't have an answer. Uh, we're going to talk about firings coming up at the end of the year, the changes that are going to be made. Today was was supposed to line up to be that, and the Packers defied that. I give them credit for that; they deserve that credit. Uh, I don't know, you know. Now to, today, depending on what fan base you are, how big of a win was this for the Packers? Aaron Rodgers, the coming out party for Christian Watson, and redemption for Mason Crosby. Or how much of a a loss is this on Mike McCarthy and or Dak Prescott? You know, for what it is they didn't do, and that was not go in to Lambeau Field and get a win because they came in with all the pomp and circumstance and the feel good and all they needed to do was get that seventh win of the season, drive that nail in the coffin of the Green Bay Packers along the way. I mean, that was what they were set up to do. And by the way, if one more Cowboys fan comes to me and says it was pass interference that should have been called, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Because again, did you see Aaron Jones get his face ripped off? No flag. So stop it, stop it. But that's what the, I agree with you. Today's a good day. That's Bill what was supposed. Yeah, go ahead. If you want to have a lot of fun, go check out Skip Bayless today. He's going through it. Oh, he's out of his mind. He's I I, I love. When the Cowboys lose, especially to the Packers, and to watch Skip Bayless have his mental meltdown. I just absolutely, this was supposed to be Skip Bayless pounding his chest with one foot on the ground and the other foot up on the pile of heap that was the Green Bay Packers' bodies and fan base, where he could just reign supreme and rain down his ignorance and stupidity and, and all of that. And instead, it's the exact opposite. It's just him him more bitching and moaning and wailing and irrational takes and just, you know, the garbage that is spewed from his pie hole. And I absolutely love it. It's that type of day. Um, So let's do this. It is 26 seconds of rapture in the best possible way. Why? Because the Packers getting a win comes at the expense of the, the Cowboys, but... This is Skip Bayless in his pain. So in the end, that game boiled down to they still have Aaron Bleepin Rogers, and we're stuck with Dak and his contract. They have LeFleur, and we are stuck with a Mike McCarthy nobody in Green Bay misses. Mike, at least you could have taken the field goal in overtime instead of trying to prove to everybody in Green
3: Bay, you're Vince Lombardi. Nightmare.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. The first tweet he sent after the game went final, quote, I miss Cooper Rush. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, he's a mental case. But I love it. Cooper Rush, you know what? What's funny is nobody gave Mike McCarthy credit when Cooper Rush came in and started winning. Because everybody said once Dak went down, the season was over. And it wasn't Mike McCarthy, it was Cooper Rush, it was the play caller, it was the defense, it was Micah Parsons, and now all of a sudden they lose and Mike McCarthy sucks again. Uh, Bill, I think you make a great point. Thank you very much. Right? I love it. I just love watching them revel in pain. You know? I, I just do. I just do. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get to our buddy Vic listening to us in Connecticut. Vic, how you doing today, man? What's going on,
5: Bill? You just... Oh my God, that was great. I, I want to say, how about them Cowboys,
0: huh? Right, right, how yeah. How about
5: them, because I'm about them Skip Cowboys. Bayless, I mean, I, I mean, Bill, I got a story for you real quick. I, I was up at, at a bar last night watching the and again twenty eight fourteen. I'm real. I thought it was done like y'all, like you've been saying. Anyways. I get it when. They, I, when the Packers and when when the Packers came right back and scored that when they cut it to seven, I mean I and I'm not a big trash talker, especially going out places, but I just, Bill, it was kind of like your opening rant. I went off last night. I mean off, you know. I did a <laughs> I did a, a pack go chin. And when when they when they kicked that field goal, I I got up. I went. I didn't go in his face, but I was like, yeah. I was like. Bill on you, and the, Bill. All oh, honesty, the dude walked right up. See, all the, yeah? you, you know, you got those kind of fans that always like talking trash, like yeah, clapping, being all loud, and I just it, it was just irking the hell out of me. And I'm like, you know what? I got to stoop to this level. I'm like, and I honestly, I'm glad the Packers won because I just love how cowboy fans today are just miserable, saying, "Oh, the refs." The the, the, yeah. the, the refs are always the Kansas. But if I remember, I think the Cowboys always benefit from calls. Because I, I remember a certain Detroit Lions game from like a few years ago in the playoffs with, uh, you know, remember that pass interference that yeah. wasn't called? It, 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 you, you know what I mean. I just, yeah. I just love yeah. the Cowboys. But I, and, Bill, honestly, I think we could go Thursday night. And when, Honestly, we just got to, you know, we just got to, if they, I just hope they don't tackle like they did on that final drive last night with Pollard, you know, because Derrick right. Henry's a different beast. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Oh, he'll run right I'm over like you. you. Absolutely.
5: I'm like you. I just, if they could if they could get this win, honestly, I think they could. Because, honestly, hopefully this win last night really, you know, because, honestly, it just feels so damn good to talk to you on a, on a Monday with a win. Honestly, it's been too mm-hmm. damn long, too. You yeah, know? Yep.
0: I know. uh, I know. I love it, man. Appreciate it. Vic, I got to run here. I'm at the bottom of the hour. But, man, I appreciate it and glad you were able to kind of, you know, fly the L into the face of the Cowboy fan. Now, let me say this. I do got a buddy. He listens to the show every day. Uh, He is a Cowboy fan, and he is what is, uh, I would say, a realist. And uh, he knows that uh, the Cowboys have had their problems. They're feeling good this year. They still have a legitimate shot at getting into the postseason and doing damage in the postseason. But he is kind of like a Wisconsin Badger fan, where it doesn't matter how good you play, doesn't matter what your season turns out to be, it's that you always are looking forward to the gloom and the doom, unfortunately. So, uh, Chris, I know you're listening. He was at the game with his family. He's got season tickets to the Packers. His family is Packers fans, and he's a Cowboys fan. His whole man cave is Dallas Cowboys, and he loves the Cowboys to death. But he is not one of those in-your-face Cowboy people. He just likes to wear his stuff... And he drives over the road as a truck driver. He flies the Dallas Cowboys star. He loves it. But he's also the realist of we we ain't won blank since Jimmy Johnson left. So uh, I'm not gonna paint that broad brush into all Cowboys fans. Not just yet. But I get where you're coming from. Only for the fact that I've had to deal with those types of fans in the past. I've had Cardinals fans in my face at Brewers games. I've had Michigan fans in my face at Buckeye games. I have had Cubs fans in my face at Brewers games. I've had Bears fans in my face at Packers games. I get it. I get it. So when you get the win, you want to go over and you want to go, face, school, eat it, pow, right there. But... You stand up and you just walk around, walk away and you just put that little L by your head and just look at them and just point, and they, they know what you're talking about. They know what you're talking about. Stay cool. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this.
3: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at New Mail Medical. I got uh, over the over the weekend and I apologize for not getting back to a lot of emails over the weekend, but I got an email and this is from Steve. Steve said, "Uh, hey, unit, I went to email. uh, I went to email. I went to New Mail and it changed my life Uh, over the last 30 days. I have lost 14 pounds. He said, I'm working out. I feel better than ever. I don't have to work out. The meal plan has been great, but you were right about the all-in-one weight loss program. Thanks for turning me on to it. The guys over at Mayfair were awesome. That And, Steve, first of all, thanks for sh- I always say, if you send me an email and it's something that works from one of our customers, and even when it doesn't, I've always made sure that if you send me something, say, from one of our, our, our sponsors and it, it's not working, hey uh, I'll, I'll send it over to them and make sure you get taken care of in one way shape or form because it's probably something that's fallen through the cracks. but our friends at NewMail it really does work and Steve, so thanks so much for sending me the email uh, and to say in any way shape or form that anything changes your life that that's awesome. That's just great and I can't do anything beyond that. so don't forget about our friends over at Newmail Medical uh call him one just like Steve did 414-455-44514 and by the way Steve came from Middleton he came into in into the Milwaukee area and when he says Mayfair that's near Milwaukee he came in from Middleton so i mean he was committed to this so and i've said you can't do anything if you don't pick up the phone 414-455-4451 14 pounds in about a month that's not a bad way to go that's a pound every other day um but that's that's good stuff, and I'm back at it myself, so I, I appreciate where you're at. Four one four four five five four four five one. That's four one four four five five four four five one. We got stock up and stock down coming up here in just a bit, but uh, we got people on hold, and we gotta get it, it's a it's kind. I don't want to say it's a victory Monday because that's so cliche and it's just a steaming pant load of feel good crap. But for where we've been. And the crap that we've been wallowing in, it's its not a bad way to go for a Monday. Let's go to Joe listening to us in Pier. Joe, how are you doing today, man? What's going on?
6: Uh, very good. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you bet. First, couple things. Uh, Packer game, that was excited that they fought through and got the victory. I wasn't expecting that at all. But I'm still concerned about some of the major red flags they still have. I mean, that, that two minutes at the end of the half everybody's been talking about, From the end of the game, that was terrible. That was very concerning because Matt LaFleur is your head coach. He completely dropped the ball. If the Packers would have lost that game instead of winning it at the end, you would have to think his head was on the chopping block because that was just, you can't do that in your fourth year of being a head coach. It just doesn't seem like it's right.
3: Then I worry about
6: the defense. You have Jair Alexander, who's supposed to be this top line defensive back. He has no lateral movement, it looks like. Every time. And then a game yesterday, he got beat on lateral moves. And then another game before that, same thing. It was like his change of direction just isn't there. And then I worry about Darnell Savage, same thing. He, he just doesn't seem to play the game. So I think there's some red flags. Great win, great that they fought through it. But you have to worry about that. And then Aaron Jones, can he keep taking this pounding? He's not a very big guy. Yeah. And we all want him to get the ball as much as possible. But boy, he sure took some major pounding yesterday, and uh, that should be a little concerning. But uh, yeah, uh, those are my thoughts, Bill, and I appreciate your show. No, I
0: appreciate it, man. Absolutely. So go back to the Aaron Jones, I've thought the same thing, but I go back to, it was, uh, I think it was after his rookie year's second season, and we were doing the Lodge Kohler kickoff show, and Aaron was on with me, and we were sitting there talking, and uh, and And it was back when you know his dad was still alive, and his mom and his dad were there, and we were talking about the off season and such and One of the things he said he wanted to do was go away in the off seasons and work on his body so he could take a pounding because he, he knew if he was going to have any kind of longevity and any kind of success in this league it wasn 't he had to be able to take the physical beating without losing his quickness and he has morphed his body into that that ability and the one thing about Aaron Jones because of his quickness and I agree with you but because of his quickness he has that weird ability if you watch when he gets hit the the way he kind of contorts his body he moves and the way he lands he kind of doesn't take full-on blunt br- br- brunt blows you know he 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 kind of they, they they glance. He takes he gets hit but he takes the glancing blow. He doesn't take the direct blow all the time. And that's the reason I believe that he's also had he's which is something innate. It's not something that you can teach, I don't think. Uh it's just something innate. It's just something that you have the ability to do and he's had that. And and you know again knock on wood that he doesn't take a hard hit but he's taken some beatings but he takes the 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 glancing. He doesn't take the direct blow. It's kind of like the 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 compression of the blow gets diverted into other areas and he doesn't take that full head on collision, you know, might be the best way to put it. But the secondary at times can be maddening. But I think every fan base says that. Everybody in the secondary sucks anytime passes are completed. But remember, yesterday Dak Prescott, now think about this. The lowest completion percentage, what was it like forty three percent yesterday? The lowest completion percentage since Tim Tebow did it in the league years ago. He was 27 of 46. 27 of 46. 265 yards. I mean, it was not a high completion percentage yesterday. And there were a couple of pass breaks ups. And when you talk about Jair, remember, he doesn't have to be breaking up passes to be doing his job. Because when they're throwing at other guys, there's a lot of times where your number one is covered by Jair, and he's got them. So they have to go in other areas. They have to look in other directions. 877-867-1670, 867 1670 Let's real quickly get to our buddy Dwayne listening to us in Oshkosh. Dwayne, how you doing, man? What's going on?
7: Billy, the greatest gift to a quarterback, as it was when I covered the team with Lynn Dickey and Mr. Rogers, is the play-action pass. What a thing of beauty! Yesterday yep. to watch those freezing linebackers, not quite the safety being as confident, comp- and there's the wide open kid. And hey, Mister Rogers, thank you for finding Christian Watson finally.
0: Hmm. I, I would because completely I agree. And going back and going back to him again, when at times in the past where he may not have going back to him again and having the offense go through him a little bit uh, and, and showing that confidence. Kudos to them
7: think bill is and and it's early but i think we may have what they call in the football terms the x and the y christian is an x i mean that speed is ridiculous even on that little short cross on the end zone they couldn't keep up with him right and dobbs coming back i think these receivers are going to be just fine it's going to be some learning process they got to teach the kids hands a little bit you know don't be a body catcher but uh it was nice to see it's a long season yet a lot of, you know, we don't know where this is going to go. Fix the defense a little bit. Bill, not now exactly, but my question is completely flipping over. Are the Badgers ever going to respect the quarterback position? And if they don't, do you have to look at a nationwide search for a coach, not just Jimmy Leonard being a nice guy and being the, the homegrown back, you know, back in Wisconsin kind of guy?
0: I, that's my boy, that's a great question. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, I I think there's two things here. One, you ask about Jimmy Leonard. I think there are people in the organization that want to see the Packers do a full, committed, open, not just a, oh, by the way, hi, and bye type of interview process, that it's completely open uh, for many different reasons. Obviously, for... Um, You know, many different, obviously, uh, black coaches and ethnicities, but to obviously not have, you know, another good old boy through the system, you know, get the job. I mean, I think there's people inside the organization that want to see them, you know, do that, uh, that go in that direction. But as far as valuing the quarterback, when you don't value the quarterback is when you don't have one. When you value the quarterback is when you have one, just like closers in baseball ah, we'll get by, we're fine, we've got a great team, we can do it via, via committee at the back end of the bullpen. We'll be just fine. We don't necessarily need a closer. Well, you don't need one when you don't have one. But when you have one, you know what you have. And you hang on to them like grim death. You don't trade them away in the middle of the season, especially when you're trying to win something. Just my little side shot there. So, yeah, if to answer your question, you value the quarterback. Look at the big programs. They all have top-notch quarterbacks. Period. If you don't value it, you and my friend are a moron. If you're a head coach and don't value the quarterback, especially in today's day and age, you you don't you have no business being in coaching. They value it. They it's just not the easiest thing in the world to go out and get really really good ones. And then once you get them, it's how you develop them. Sometimes you can get the best player available, the best one on the market. And if you don't develop them right, or you don't have a connection with them, and you can't get them to understand what it is you're trying to tell them, well, that's on you. Coaching's on you. Because somebody clearly in their past has gotten through to them to make them one of the top-notch quarterbacks in the country. And then once they go to the next level and you can't develop them any further, that's kind of on you as a coach. That's why this has been so baffling with Graham Mertz, because it's just like, geez, he came in with such high accolades. And just to watch this completely... Fall for, fall on its face is is disappointing. 877-867-1670. Stick around. We got a lot more of the Bill Michael show coming up right after this.
3: Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. now in green bay here's mike clemens the packers with a come from behind win in overtime to beat the dallas cowboys 31 to 28 on a chilly night here at lambeau field an offense the packers game plan was to get the ball to rookie receiver christian watson who had two drops before a magnificent 58 yard touchdown on the run
0: uh, obviously not the way i wanted to start uh, but i mean it was in my ear all game it's not about how you start it's about how you finish I think that was huge for me, just in terms of me just staying in it. And obviously, you know, when more opportunities came my way, uh, you know, I wasn't down. I was calm, cool, and collected, and the opportunity, more opportunities came my way.
3: Watson ended up with three touchdown catches for the night. Aaron Rodgers, 14 of 20 for 224 yards and a passer rating of 146.7 after throwing three interceptions last week in that loss in Detroit. Last week
4: was definitely a low, rock bottom-ish for sure. Disappointment. And I felt like that that was... The bottom, and it was only
1: up from there.
3: On defense, Jair Alexander talked about the two interceptions by backup safety Rudy Ford that set up two Packers scoring drives.
1: You know, in practice, like he would drop a few balls, and I'm like, yo, Rudy, don't wait till the last minute, you know, to want to try to catch these interceptions, and then he come out here tonight and catch two of them.
3: So the Packers are now four and six, the Cowboys six and three. After the game, Mike McCarthy was tired of questions about his return to Lambeau Field.
5: So uh, that's just not. I'm not trying to be rude. I'm I'm I'm, I'm humble pie out. Okay. All right. Thank, Thank you.
3: That's Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael Show.
5: One no
0: pie. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show continues on. Mike McCarthy humble pie out. Uh, Every time I hear the word pie, I think of Cartman on on South Park. So I don't know why. I just do. Uh, Let's do this. Time to get to our stock up and stock down after a wild weekend in the NFL. Ben? One second. One second. time for it. (laughs) That's, you know, that's like, you know, you're, you're out for a big date, man. And, you know, you just whiner, you diner. You are just looking forward to the evening to culminate. You take her home and realize after you talk about her last name, she's your cousin. You know, it's just like it a complete deflation. That was a great buildup, and it dropped like a like a dunker in the toilet.
4: Now, that was a
2: true
0: ha- hands-were-in-all-the-wrong-places scenario. <laughs> oh that's that's uh that's that's awesome literally though all right you know okay yeah no i i completely get it so we will do let's do this uh we'll do stock up and stock down coming out of the top of the hour we'll talk a little bit about that uh we still got packer dave on the line let's go to packer dave he's gone we he, he dropped packer dave dropped okay there you have it coming up by the way in the next hour though uh, going to bring in Mike Clemens here in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Mike's going to take us the rest of the way and give us his thoughts from up in Packerland. And we got a quick turnaround, getting ready for Tennessee. <clears throat> excuse me, coming up on Thursday night. Hey, by the way, speaking of a good stuff up in that direction, uh, our good friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. I have been watching them uh, do many different things on uh, on Facebook. And a lot of different events, a lot of different postings and such. But uh, they're everywhere. And I love it when people get out and they get a chance to experience it, whether it's, say, going to Total Wine or Woodman's or someplace like that. Grocery stores, liquor stores, wine store, Forgotten Fire Wine. Now they've got the, I, I, I hate to say it, but they've got the pumpkin spiced apple cider. Uh, I don't know what pumpkin spiced apple cider is. I haven't had it, but their apple cider's damn good. I'll tell you that right now. But they've got so many good wines, so many good ciders. And if you go to the Peshtigo location and you walk in, and you tell them you heard the sh- heard it here about it here on the show. Uh, by all means, they'll say, "Hey, come on over and get a free tasting." Here's Jake, the master winemaker. Which I'm trying to get Jake and Melissa and Chris to come to the Christmas party, but I, if they can come down, it'd be great. I think they'd have a fun time. But I want them to bring some of that some of the ciders and the wines with them. But regardless, go there, hang out with them for a little bit. You can walk away with some bottles of wine. Otherwise, get by by name in your liquor store, grocery store, wine store, all that kind of good stuff. They just, uh, they had a they had a, a, a tarot card reader in there. I think it was last weekend, as a matter of fact. A tarot, something, they do so many different things there. But now they have the Sleigh Ride wines that are out. Oh, yeah. Sleigh Ride. Go to ForgottenFireWinery.com. That is ForgottenFireWinery.com. It is fun in a bottle, my friends fun in a bottle stay tuned another hour yet to go stock up and stock down will be coming soon at some point over the air through the internet to you i promise more of the bill Michael show coming up right after this
5: the bill michaels show podcast listen rate
3: subscribe